Welcome to episode two of Tech Talk with Lee. I'm your host, Lee Stoker, your local tech enthusiast. How's your week been? It's the end of financial year. Today's June 30, for those that are listening today. Last day to grab your tech gear so you can claim it on your tax. So, traditionally a busy day for hardware purchases, for phones, for computers, laptops, anything that's that's claimable, um, especially at the moment. Everyone's in lockdown. So, you know, they're buying laptops, they're buying everything, desks and home office setups, those types of things. Um, I remember being in an Apple store a couple of years ago on June 30. Wow, that was a mistake. Probably not so bad now because we've got online ordering. Um, We've got social distancing in most stores, so that's stopping that crush from from being inside the store. But, you know, you still want to have long wait times outside. If you know what you want, jump online and order it still claim it you get it today not a bad idea so for those that uh, have not listened yet to my podcast or you're just tuning in um, you can actually join in the conversation with me if you head over to anchor.fm slash Lee Stoker you can Look at my previous podcast. You can you can see, play the trailer. How exciting. You can share it. You can also leave a message, voice message. So you can see, if you're, if you're watching the video of this, you can see in the middle of the screen here, we've got a little leave message button. I'm not allowed to leave a message for myself. That's unfortunate. But you can actually record a message. And if it's not obscene, I'll answer it on, on the podcast. So feel free to head over there and ask me some questions, get my opinion on things. Worldwide Developers Conference finished off last week or you know, on the weekend. In Online, it was cloud-based. We mentioned that last week. And again, it was, you know, all the big announcements came out on, on Tuesday, our time, or Monday, if you're in the States. And some really good stuff, really exciting things to look out for. Um, once those public betas are released, I'll be loading it onto my software, a hardware rather, and I'll let you know what I think, my own personal opinion on things. So we, um, we didn't learn too much more as far as extra features and things. Um, but there was, there's plenty of stuff on YouTube of people downloading the, the beta and showing it off. Um, the widgets got a lot of airtime, so did the the um, the app library. That that's all really good stuff. So it's um, what what else got a got a lot of um, a lot of uh, airtime last week was there's a new feature in iOS and those developers and others that are running the beta 
um, notice this popped up pretty pretty quickly. Um, there is a notification that pops down on iOS 14 that tells you when an app is accessing the clipboard. So among other things, it's, it's telling you whether it accesses uh, location, microphone, um, video, that type of thing. There's now a little indicator, little little light. But um, specifically, this notification pops down when you uh, when an app in the background is utilizing or grabbing from the clipboard. So a clipboard is your copy and paste. So TikTok got into a bit of trouble during the week. Um, so a number of, number of people, this is from Engadget, a number of people who had early access to the beta discovered that the short form video app would copy paste what they're typing as often as one to three keystrokes based on the alerts they kept getting. Now I'll see if I can play this for the video. So you can see if you're watching the video here, um, at the top here it's popping down and saying TikTok copied, TikTok, TikTok pasted, TikTok pasted, TikTok pasted. Um, now they're actually in TikTok. So that's the, sorry, they're in Instagram. And TikTok is grabbing the contents. <laughs> Scary. Um, as they're typing, every couple of strokes. Um, so they've been called out, of course, and TikTok, TikTok have replied and said they're going to be removing that from the software. That's nice. Thanks, TikTok. But they are not the only ones that are doing it. So... Um, another 53 iOS apps besides TikTok are grabbing clipboard data. So there's, there's a whole host. There's a couple of news, New York Times, Fox News, Wall Street Journal, big guys. And then games are doing it. You know, Bejeweled, Fruit Ninja, PUBG. Um, social apps are doing it. AccuWeather's doing it. Now... Some developers, according to Engadget, some developers have vowed to alter their behavior. Some developers have vowed to alter their behavior. Um, cutting back the clipboard use. So an app like Pixelmator, which is a, a drawing, a, a video, sorry, let me start again. An app like Pixelmator, which is, a, is an image editor, editor on the, a very good one on the iPad and on the phone, um, we'll only pull data if it's an image. So that's use, that seems like a good use case. Um, it's an image editor, it's gonna grab that data. Um, anyway, so Engadget reports that their concern isn't just that this handful of apps are misusing the keyboard, there's a chance that many other apps are exhibiting similar behavior.
It's unclear how these apps behave in Android. TikTok said the anti-spam feature that raises alarms over the iOS version isn't present in Android, but didn't say if it accessed the keyboard on Google's operating system for other reasons. So their advice is, regardless of your device choice, it's a good idea to copy, avoid copying sensitive data unnecessary and clean out the clipboard when you do copy valuable info. Good call. But that's, you know, that's, that's a nice feature of iOS 14 that will be coming out too. One, one thing that I wanted to mention that I didn't get around to last week was um, iPad OS and Watch OS. So iPad OS have a um, couple of options. Most of the stuff in iPad OS um, mirrors what's on the phone. And their big kind of feature came a couple of months ago. So when they provided better mouse support, um, the mouse support, if you haven't used it on an iPad, is unreal. It's really good. Um, it's kind of a, if you've got an Apple TV, it's very similar to, to how the movements, it sort of snaps to, to important points, important buttons. It'll snap to it, similar to how the Apple TV does it. But then it can... It enables apps to utilize the cursor in their own way. So one of the big problems that that the mouse has had, um, mouse, you know, it's only been around for it for the last twelve months, but and it's more of a usability feature, accessibility feature for those that 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 need to need to use a pointing device. So now that it's it's become basically a, it's enabled now to become a first class citizen. So whether you want to use the touchscreen, a mouse, keyboard, all those features you can do that pretty much on the iPad. Now, what it's done is it's opened up iPad use for um, those that kind of wanted to use a mouse. And that's, a, it's to be honest, it's probably a generational thing. I look at my kids and especially the younger kids and they just take to touchscreen like a duck to water. Us oldies, we like the mouse. Um, it depends what you're doing. It's very, very specific on the app though. So for, say for example, like Photoshop, um, the new updates to iOS have will give Photoshop the option to adjust the cursor. So at the moment it's a little, it's a little dot um, that you can utilize to, to move around. If it's over text, it will change to a typical cursor that you're used to. But if it's a, um, it, it now enables Photoshop and any app really to customize the cursor, which is awesome because you can take something like Photoshop, which was kind of a second class citizen um, for a number of reasons on the iPad, but then you can adjust the cursor so it's usable. Not everyone likes to use the pencil. I'm, I'm not great with the pencil, so I prefer a mouse. Anyway, so that was that was done a couple of months ago, that release, um, right in the middle of lockdown. And people were suspecting that that was going to be part of, of the WWDC keynote as a, a feature for iPad. Anyway, we already got that. So really the only difference that the, the main difference that they did bring to iPad OS is a feature called Scribble, 
Now, those of you that are old enough to remember the Apple Newton, it was like a Palm Pilot back in the 90s, early 90s, if my memory serves me correctly. It did handwriting recognition. It wasn't good handwriting recognition, but it was, it was some kind of handwriting recognition. And it's, that's now coming to iPad. And from, from what people have said that have used it, it's pretty good. You can handwrite straight into a text field, for example, which is cool, straight in the text field. And then it just converts it to text. If you're writing, you can write and then you can scribble out with a, with a pencil. It will delete that word. You can circle a, pen, a word, it will then highlight that word as if you were tapping on it. So it's cool stuff. It's it's what they wanted to do for, you know, we've seen a couple of interviews in, in since it's been released, but what, what, what it's what it's doing now is is essentially stopping you from having to put the pencil down so much that you can use the pencil um, just as you would a keyboard. Um, some people have said that the writing picks up pretty, it's worked out pretty well, even if you've got horrible writing, which I do. I've, I'm a lefty. I don't write well. I scribble. I haven't written anything for weeks. <laughs> I haven't. It's just what happens. Anyway, so there's that. Um, that's kind of the big feature, the big, the big announcement. Um, which enables, yeah, more use for the iPad, hopefully. Um, so the other, the other announcement that I didn't mention was the, was the watch OS. So the, there's only, a, there's a couple of things that they're bringing. This is, you look, if you don't, if you don't have a watch yet, and you're an iOS user, iPhone user, the Apple watch, uh, people always ask me, is it worth buying? And for me, it depends on the type of person you are. So if you like exercising, yes, absolutely. It's fantastic. If you like to put your phone down and go off and do other things, but still be in the loop, it's fantastic. If you like going for runs or walks without carrying your phone, it's fantastic. It's a no-brainer. And it's becoming this, um, this other secondary product that can really shine on its own. Now you still need a phone to sync it to, so Android users, I'm sorry, need, do need an iPhone, but that's that's probably gonna get a little fuzzier in the future. What, what people have been asking for is if we could sync it to an iPad and we could have an Android phone and an iPad and sync the, sync the iPad to the, to, the, to the Apple Watch iMessage is still the big hurdle, though, for Android users. And it, and it will be. It always will be. iMessage is that imaginary lock-in that iPhone users have. But, you know, with what's coming out in iOS 14, there's, it's a lot more than that now. You're not really gaining a lot from, from, from using Android. For customization purposes, yeah, there's still on some apps that that 
Android enables you to do. And if you like choice, it's hard to argue against an Android phone. There's 100 different shapes and sizes and, and use cases and cameras and everything. You know, you've got it. There's a, there's a robust market for different Android phones. But then I, you know, I've got a Google Pixel. I see those lines getting blurred now. I see Google trying to make Android closer to iOS. Which makes me sad a bit. Because Android is a beautiful mess. <laughs> so you can do. We know what we get with iOS. And iOS, funnily enough, is opening up now with widgets and um, all these extra features that they're bringing out in 14. But Android, yeah, it doesn't, isn't really sure what it's doing. It's, it's kind of shifting towards iOS, I guess, because there's that lock-in that iPhone users may or may not feel. Back to my point, if you've got an iPhone, Apple Watch is, is not a no-brainer. I wouldn't say it's an, an, an essential purchase, but I put it in the same sort of field as an iPad, though I would argue that it's more useful than an iPad because you can, le you can literally leave your phone where it is and take off and, and just use your watch. So, so the few features that they're bringing in, and, and Arguably, they're pretty good. Um, if you're a bike rider, um, you can plan your your route, and it will tell you elevation. It will tell you if you have to use stairs and carry your bike upstairs. Not sure how well this will work in Australia. So this this does rely on on Apple Maps to work, and you've probably got your own opinions on Apple Maps. We've also got some new fitness options. Um, the big, the two big things, I think, um, are sleep tracking. So they're bringing in sleep tracking. Now, the idea that everyone kind of sort of said, okay, cool, I can wear it to bed. I can wear it all day. When do I charge the thing? When does this thing get charged? So how they recommend you, you use it. So, you know, you've got an hour or so, I guess, while you're getting ready. Um, pop it onto the charger, give it some juice. Probably okay. I mean, look, I'm not a big, you know, I've got a got a toddler, so my sleep tracking is easy to track because there is none. It's just <laughs> it's interrupted anyway. So some people find this really useful, a really useful tool. And if you do, fantastic. You will love it. But I, I you know, I'm not going to... I like to distance myself from technology, believe it or not. Um, but there's some cool features. You can head over to apple.com slash watchOS slash watch, watch dash, sorry. Try again. Apple.com slash watchOS slash watchOS dash preview. Or just search for watchOS in Google and it's generally the, the top top result so there's that and the other one is hand washing 
So we're in Corona times and we need to be washing our hands for 20 seconds. So um, it can actually detect when you're washing your hands. Um, the motion sensors and the microphone are listening out for a squishy water sound. Um, it, it kicks on and tells you, gives you a timer. If you stop early, it tells you to keep going. Um, but the cool feature, I think, is that it will remind you to wash your hands when you get home. Man, that's cool. That's very cool. So that's watchOS, iPadOS. We'll probably put those to bed until we get them loaded on our devices. Because there's plenty of stuff on there. Jump on YouTube, have a look around. See demos of how it works. But I'll, once I get it on my devices, I'll tell you what I think. Um, if it's as big as it may, it's made out to be, who knows? I'm not too sure. So Ming-Chi Kuo have come out saying that if you buy an iPhone in 2020, you'll get no power adapter and no earbuds. No power adapter and no earbuds. I, and it's for the same price as well. <laughs> so it's a lose-lose situation. I mean, earbuds, probably I could get away with not having. There's, I've got a hundred of these things. You know, they're floating around everywhere. Um, I don't know if the power, um, the cabling on iPhone is not great. I don't know what they're doing. Whether it's um, super sensitive to power surges and it just fries it and stops working, that lightning connector needs to be gone and they need to bring in USB-C. Like every Android phone, pretty much. Like the iPad Pro, USB-C, it's the way to go. So anyway, there's a rumor that the new phones for this year won't have an a power adapter or earbuds. That's not going to go down well. Anyway, we'll see. Rumors are rumors until they're true. We'll see what happens. So the final story for today, for this week, is Apple has announced the 2020 design award winners so they do this every um every year and they announce it at wwdc they, they have a, like a little academy awards for app developers and they go and they they show you the awards and they hand out awards for games different games for ipad iphone um they have um app apps, just general apps for iPad and iPhone, some winners. And they've announced them just like they do every year, um, the new ones this year. They also have it for Mac. So there's some cool stuff in here and it's worthwhile heading over to developer.apple.com slash design slash awards to see for yourself. Um, they highlight, basically highlight apps that really show off the platform. 
there's some really cool stuff out there that the developers are doing. And it's worthwhile, you know, some, a lot of them are paid, but, but some of them, um, there's quite a few Apple Arcade games in here. Not surprising. Um, if you've got that, you could probably get a few of the apps. But worthwhile having a look at. Um, they do this every year, and it's a nice way just to see what they think is worthwhile having a look at, what makes really good use of the, of the platform. Um, some big apps have won this in the years past, and it seems to help really help the boost that app for that period of time once they become a, a Apple Design Award winner. It's probably an option there in the App Store as well. Um, they'll feature it sometimes. Yep. So they've got it. They've got it on the on the App Store on the on the phone anyway, and it'd be on the iPad. Um, the uh, 2020 Apple Design Award winners. So you can go in and they give you the links directly directly to download, which is cool. Nice work to all the developers involved. So that's all we've got time for this week. Tech Talk with Lee. Uh, you can find me, if you head over to leestoker.com, you'll see my, my app and my website. You can have a look around, see what I think about certain things, some tips as well on there. You can see me on Twitter, at Lee Stoker. Um, more importantly, you can head over, if you've got some questions or want me to chat about something, Head over to anchor.fm slash leestoker, leave a message there. And if it's something useful, something we can pop onto the show, um, I will absolutely do it. But in any case, have a lovely week. Stay techy, and we'll talk to you next time.